But right now, let's do this. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Hmm. Yes, play along. We pull these right from the Reddit feed. Am I the ass hat? For us. So, am I the asshat for asking the lady next to me at a concert to stop knitting? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so here oh, it is from this person's point of view. I went to a concert tonight at a seated venue to see a folk singer. The music is relatively tame or quiet and fairly emotional. In my opinion, seeing this artist is pretty immersive music experience, at least for me, and I was really excited to see this particular show at a seated, seated theater where it's easier to focus just on the music. I'd venture a guess that most of the people who go to this type of show are going because they're emotionally invested in this person's music as well. So the show starts, and I notice the woman sitting directly next to me is knitting. Odd, I thought, but okay. But as the show went on, I kept finding myself so distracted by this knitting, I must have tried a solid 30 minutes to ignore it, but the constant motion in my peripheral vision and the quiet clicking of the needles kept stealing Mm. my attention away from the show. Mm. So after a while, I felt like I couldn't focus on the show at all, and all I could think of is whether I should try to politely say something or not. The woman was with a partner, and I noticed that the two other seats next to them were open. So I finally worked up the courage to politely say something. I thought the best and least disruptive way would be to write a note on my phone and show it to her, and that's what I did. The note said, I'm so sorry to ask, and I know this is probably ridiculous, but the knitting is distracting me from enjoying the show. Would you mind either stopping or moving one seat over again? I'm sorry. That was a note. She says, I I don't know. I assumed anyone who's knitting in public and especially someone at this kind of very chill show was probably a generally chill human. So I was not expecting the kind of negative reaction that followed. The woman gave me the nastiest look, let out an angry sigh, threw her hands up, dramatically stuffed her knitting stuff into her bag, huffed and puffed to her partner and then got up and completely left the show. I was so baffled by how angry she got, especially since I tried really hard to phrase this as politely as I could. I even considered that maybe there are other reasons that she could be knitting neurodivergence, some sort of recovery, maybe some other reason. So I really tried to avoid speaking up out of sensitivity. And again, it's why I included the suggestion that she might just slide over so I wouldn't be distracted. And then says, I realize that knitting is not is definitely not the most disruptive thing a person could do. And I could tell that it if you and couldn't tell me if asking her to stop was unreasonable and maybe I should have just sucked it up. But I thought it was polite about how I did it. But now I'm not sure. Am I the asset for asking her to stop knitting or move one seat over six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What say you? And what say you two? Holly, you go first this time. Uh, not the asshat. You were polite about it. You asked very nicely for the person to stop knitting. You were very conscientious and uh, thoughtful in the way that you did that. You can't control other people's reactions to that. You know, she could have been, she could have reacted any number of ways, but... You cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's on being polite about this. So, no. And if it's bothering you, advocate for yourself. It's great. That's fine. And I just, who, who, who's, who's knitting at a show? Okay. I, who's knitting at a show? I'm sorry. Holly, who's knitting at a show? 
Holly, can you toss the ball over to me? Because I'll pick and it up right. Ready? Uh, Here we go. He's under okay. the net. Uh, let me pick up where Holly left off. That's where we're going to start. Is I love when someone is doing something wrong, and but yet they blame the person that pointed it out. Mm. They make the person that pointed it out seem like they're in the wrong. It's like a weird form of gaslighting, um, which I it's an overused term that drives me crazy. But this is. A little bit of that. Yeah. Because, yes, there's no written rule in your on your ticket or uh, on a sign in the theater. But, my goodness, heavens to Murgatroyd. It's assumed. It's assumed that you shouldn't be doing crosswords and wordle and, and, and knitting and, and adult coloring during a, a paid performance. Yeah. Not I'll, only... Mm. There's mm-hmm. two levels. Not only is it rude to the people around you, but fundamentally it is rude to the performers that are performing. Mm. I don't care if it's a silent act of knitting, which isn't silent. No, it's not. And I have a feeling I don't want to predict this. I don't want to put thoughts in your your, your mouth, Lex. But I have a funny feeling that you you were uh, uh, really loving this one because you've been with me. I'm I am the person that this would be uh, dr- this would drive crazy. Oh yeah, because Lex yes. has been with me with many many events, and I have a little bit of ADHD, a little OCD. I focus. If this started, I would not be able to focus on the show. That's I would very just distracting. I would focus on the click 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 of the needle and just the movement. Yeah. I people, I just don't get rudeness uh, to this level. I really do not. She's so in the wrong. There's a way in how she said the information. I think that's maybe kind of where I thought that was a really nice way to do it. Just to type it out, read it real quick, and then Um, you know, be quiet about it versus like blowing up yourself and going, "Can you please stop?" Let me tell you. Reading when you were reading with the woman took the time to write. Yeah. My diagnosis of that woman is she's a little bit of a people pleaser because I think she went above yes. what she needed to do. She put two pieces of bread around what she should have just said. She said, I'm very, she started off with, I'm very sorry. And she ended with it again. Yes. She had the right to be more blunt. Can you please put that away? Yeah. Let's go to the phone lines. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I could talk about this for 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, who should we go to, Holly? Well, let's go to Jonathan first. All right. Jonathan, what do you want to say? Hey, good morning. First good morning. off, uh, my first question is, is, how did she get those needles into the concert, number one? Why aren't people doing their jobs and telling them not to bring them? Number two, mm. he, is not, he is not the asshat because... You're there to watch the performance, not to make a scarf for little Bobby Joe or little Bobby Sue. <laughs> yes. Okay. If I see this at Madonna or Ricky Martin or Pitbull this week, I will ask you to put your needles away. <laughs> Thank you, it. Jonathan. Thank you. Thank have you. A, have, a, have a good day, Jonathan. Who do we have next? Looks like Pam. We got Pam. Hi, Pam. What do you want to say about this? Um, almost exactly what Jonathan said. I go to Vikings games and Wild games and Timberwolves games, and I can't even barely get my phone through security. How did she get knitting needles in there, first yeah. of all? And, and it is, even if somebody is sitting in front of you or next to you, 
is on their phone through a whole sporting or any performance or a concert or anything, it's distracting. It, it's And why are you there? Why did you, you're wasting, you're wasting my money that I spent too to be at something. If I want to watch it just peripheral, then I should stay home and knit and watch or listen to the music. Mm. But if you're there, you're there, you paid that money for a reason to be there and be in the moment. And that's not being in any moment, but the knitting guild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I, I, uh, thank you, Pam. A lot of, a lot of, because I'm a knitter, you know, a lot of us are multitasking and sometimes it does for some people, it heightens their awareness of, of what's going on and they find it comforting. I'm not defending her at all. I, I know we have more calls to get to. Um, but no. because I'm coming from a knitter's point of view, look, I, yeah. I will bring my knitting to, to movies and I can't imagine at a concert, but, um, if we're the only ones in the theater and my husband does not mind, I have been known to knit. But if there is someone right there, mm. someone directly behind me, I, I do not feel comfortable doing that. Now, there has been times where I'm in the la- absolute last row and no one is behind me and, you know, you're as quiet as can be. But again, if there's, you know, if it's just me and my husband and like maybe another person, but like the very other side of the theater, because I can knit in the dark, you know, then I feel like it's okay. But at a concert, even as a knitter and someone's knitting next to me, I would be extremely preoccupied by that. Not necessarily because of the annoying of the clicking, but I want, I want to know what project you're doing. What stitch are you doing? What are you doing over there? I would be <laughs> looking over to try and figure it out. The tractor beam of the fiber friend being next to you. The pole is too strong. Oh, it yeah, is. She would not be able to resist. It Holly. would just be like looking over like, wait, what are you making? Cool. But it's, that's not why we're there. No. And uh, Pam said perfectly. Well, you're at home. Let's give Whitney the last line, uh, last word, shall we? Hi, Whitney, you get the last word here. Oh, fabulous. Well, so I agree with everything that everyone has said. And I think, honestly, this brings up such a larger conversation yeah. that maybe you guys can tackle another day about concert etiquette. Yes. What is acceptable oh. to do? What is not? Are you Can you stand during a really fun concert when the people behind you want you to be sitting down? Oh. What do you do? So... Larger conversation, of course, this person is not the app. Thank yes. you, Whitney. Thank Whitney, you, that's Whitney. a great idea. Yeah. That's very, and that is a very divisive issue, too. And I was hoping that would lead to that because you're right. She's right. You're right. Like, it's eating snacks loudly. Uh, yeah. Standing up. Yeah. Talking to your neighbor. Having your screen open for a second. Some people they just don't think there's some, even though they say, put your phones away. Yeah. They don't We're think it applies to them. Phones. I know. Am I the asshat was a good one, Luxalu. Uh, Monday and Wednesdays on our third hour right here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. When we come back, the big stories from Hollywood. And the- Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Lots of stuff going on. What's going on? Holly's going to tell you in the Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Oh, hello. You know, we're going to start off with Kevin Spacey, who's going to pay a million dollars to Media Rights Capital, the production company behind House of Cards, to settle claims that he sexually harassed young male staffers on the show. Now, if you recall, all the way back in 2017, man, we have been on a journey. He was dropped from the final season of House of Cards that year, and he was facing a $31 million judgment in the case after an arbitrator found that the allegations were credible and that the production company, MRC, Media Rights Capital, deserved to recoup its cost for scrapping the final season and starting over without him. Now, remember, that final season was led by Robin Wright, among others. Her character stepped up to take the main character role. And he said, you know what? I'm going to agree to pay this million dollars over multiple years in installments. And they've reached that settlement. One million dollars. A lot less than thirty one million dollars. A lot less. Mm hmm. He just he just literally it was like he was in a in a raft and just went off the edge and never heard from again. Yeah, except for those mm-hmm. YouTube videos that he except put up those. around the holiday oh, seasons awkward, where he was in character awkward. as Frank Underwood. A little weird. A little weird. A little weird. Ugh. Well, there he goes. In his life raft, I thought you went a literal raft. I was like, wait, what did I miss? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that you were speaking in metaphors, Jason. Yeah. Oh, well, let's move on to a little vintage gossip that's being published in Vanity Fair. So, uh, director Ed Zwick. He's a man about Hollywood. He's got a new memoir out, and an excerpt was published in Vanity Fair, revealing that there are lots of tensions on the set of his movie, Legends of the Fall. Remember that movie? Brad Pitt and cowboy hats and long hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played Tristan? Yes. Now, he got the role after Tom Cruise dropped out of the movie. And Brad wow. Pitt, allegedly, could be volatile when riled. He got edgy. When he had to display deep emotions on the set of the film, and apparently Brad Pitt did not like the final cut of the film. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Ed, Zick, uh, Ed Zwick says, his idea, Brad Pitt, about Tristan differed from mine. Brad had grown up with men who held their emotions in check, and I believe that the point of the novel was that the man's life was the sum of his griefs, yet the more I pushed Brad to reveal himself, the more he resisted. So I kept pushing, and Brad pushed back. Oh, well, no. Little drama there. Mm. Little, dra- little drama. Mm-hmm. Little drama. Yeah. Is this the first time we've heard Brad acting this way on set? It feels a little bit like I, we haven't, have we? I don't, you know, Alexis, good point. I don't think there has been a lot Mm-mm. offered Mm-mm. about the way that Brad Pitt works on a soundstage. 
Yeah. You know, we get so much about his personal life. Yeah. We get so much about his family life and the way he acts off screen. But you're right. I'm just trying to see if this is a pattern or if this is just maybe, you know, creative differences. Yeah. That happen. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. So they didn't get along. But guess what? That movie helped catapult Brad Pitt into oh, sure superstardom. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you're a butthole all the time on your set, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So you can read the full excerpt in Vanity Fair. The book comes out soon. Beyonce has exciting news. What's that? What's she doing? has announced her new hair care brand. I believe believe it is pronounced sacred. Okay. It's spelt a little different than the word sacred, but that's what I'm going with. It's C-E with an apostrophe C-R-E-D. And she posted an Instagram video last night, and I say sacred because the copy on the video says, here is sacred, and the journey begins February Mm. 20th. Mm. Visit sacred.com, and she made a video for this. So she is getting into the beauty space. Nice. As she should. Surprises hasn't happened yet. (laughs) I was, yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a good, uh, what should I say? Uh, not channel. It's a it's a good category for her. It's a good. That's the word I was looking for, Jason. Yes, good category for her. Yeah, you know, and people it, trust her. Yeah, and Beyonce has been in the commerce category for decades at this point. Even remember back in the early two thousands, she had her house Darion clothing line. Yeah, you know, she's had a partnership Ivy Park with Adidas for many years, and so now she's going to be launching Sacred. I don't know who she exactly is partnering with with this, but. Uh, Looks like you're going to have a lot of different products available for purchase at a retailer near you, or maybe just sacred.com. She mm-hmm. might just be in direct to consumer because that's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Makes more money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yay. And that's pull out the middleman. Yeah. Yeah. Pull out the middleman. Exactly. And uh, finally, moving on from that, you know what? We're getting a lot of Super Bowl commercials. Mm-hmm. Why? I. Mm, yeah. Everyone's teasing their Super Bowl commercials before the Super Bowl is actually on, and I feel I like that. I feel like this is yes. very anticlimactic. Just be yep. surprised. Would love to be a way to be delighted. Love to be surprised because one that dropped yesterday for Uber Eats has a pretty big reunion involved in it. And spoiler alert: I'm going to talk about it. It's Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. Wow, it's a funny one too. It's a funny one. It's actually one. funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the premise is is that they encounter each other on a soundstage. They're like, David Schumer's like, hey, don't you recognize me? She's like, oh, I don't know, really. <laughs> Did we work together? Oh, that's nice. Also, David and Victoria Beckham in this, uh, you know, commenting on the fact that Victoria Beckham went viral for saying that she was, she was middle class when she got picked up to school in a Rolls Royce. So, yeah, I all the ads are up. What can I say? I just want to see him on the game. I try not to watch him anymore. Yeah. I can't, yeah, because I want that's the whole fun of it. Exactly. But more to, uh, more stories like this coming up in your 1220 Dirt Alert. And don't forget, David is presenting our Valentine's Day extravaganza for seniors. Get him in by tomorrow. Thanks, and our David. friends at Friends and Co. Hey, everybody, it's Jason for my family at Red Cow. Uh, you might see me at Red Cow North Loop tonight. It's kind of our cheers. It really is. I love the staff at the North Loop Red Cow. Whether you're going downtown for a game or you're just going downtown with your friends, it has such a great atmosphere. And right now, uh, I'm there a lot because I'm obsessed with their new items. 
They have a new uh, chicken wrap, but I want to focus in. Uh, they have other new sandwiches, but I want to focus on their new salads. They have a new cop salad. And then my favorite, uh, I'm probably getting it tonight, the kale salad. And I know you're thinking, really, Jason? No, it's a peanut vinaigrette. And then I add protein. I add their crispy shrimp appetizer on top of it because you can just get the crispy shrimp app. That's new too. But the mix of the crispy shrimp app on top of that kale salad, uh, I'm thinking about it now and I just want lunch. So tonight, grab your friends and run to Red Cow North Loop. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We have uh, not one. Oh, there was yep, the and they're gone. Man. Off Good the lord, <laughs> off the cliff. Oh my god, B. Arthur again. I think she was. I think she was on the Jameson when she was editing these. Okay, <laughs> songs just end. Um, we have not one, but two big fat movie reviews. How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. I will start. I'm trying to go down the list of best picture nominees. I always want to do this for the shows, but I don't always accomplish it. And this year I'm bound and determined to get as many as humanly possible. Nice. Um, I'm, I think I'm up to five. I think I'm up to five. Um, Today, I'm going to review the French film Anatomy of a Fall. Now, let me just say right off the bat, just in case you have to go. I hated this. I didn't dislike it. I hated it. Oh, wow. And I feel like I wasted over two hours of my Sunday that I want back. Because... Other than a blip and a bloop and a fall, I feel like nothing happened. Really? What's the premise uh, of this story, Jace? Is that it? (laughs) Nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it like a thriller crime? Okay, that's my first. That's that is my big problem with this. The marketing. Okay. The trailer. Yeah, no, that's that's not my big problem. A problem with this: the trailer makes this seem like it is a heart pounding. They even yeah. use these words like "edge of your seat," twists and turns. Um, no, really? Yeah, I'm just going off the trailer. That's what I expected. No, so hearing you say that is so surprising. And so it's just slow and I predictable. It has won so many awards. It was a. It won a, a, at con. It won at can. It ran. Uh, won at the Golden Globes, uh, the Baftas. I guess uh, nominated the. Yeah, nominated for seven at the Baftas. I really do not get this. Sandra Huller, who's also in the Zone of Interest, plays a writer, and at the beginning of it, they're at their chalet. Uh, and she's being interviewed and they have a son 
And she's being interviewed. And right off the bat, you're noticing that upstairs in the attic, there's really loud music being played. And she seems irritated by it. And then she ends the interview. Then it cuts to the kid. And there's a situation with the kid that I'll have you reveal. You can reveal it for yourself. It'll be revealed to you. And he's going on a walk outside in the snow with his dog. Okay. Kid comes back. Dad is bloody in the snow. Dad has fallen. Oh, dad. Thus the fall. In anatomy of a fall. Ah, uh, okay. Kid comes back in. Mom is, runs out screaming. And then the rest of it is a prodding, slow walk through a court trial. Is this saying this out the court trial? <laughs> and a mystery, I guess, of who did it or who didn't do it. Oh. I don't get what the twist is. The twist and turns promised in this movie, I saw neither a twist nor a turn. <laughs> I didn't even see a pullover on the side of the road. <laughs> and I didn't even mind that the major- there's a, a 60% of it are, are subtitled. I don't care about that. Oh, but you, right. but my talkers, you should know that going into it. Yeah, that helps. You should uh, 60 to 70%. So therefore, you really cannot be on your iPad. Or if you're a Lexus, you can't be knitting or the lady from Am I the Ass Hat. <laughs> You can't be knitting through Anatomy of a Fall, nominated for Best Picture. Uh, When it ended, it was one of those endings. It was one of those endings we've all had. When you look at whomever you're with and you go, really? Oh, no. Like, Did you pay for this, too? Did you pay for this movie? uh, Did we? I think we did. No. No. Oh, is it free somewhere? Uh, it's free somewhere, I think. Okay. Colin, if you're listening, tell me where it was. Okay. Because I think I would be more mad if I rented it. Yeah. But I think it's free somewhere well, on a service I, you, I have. I think you did rent it. Did I? Yeah. Amazon Prime, five ninety nine. Uh, Apple TV, five ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, Google Play then Movie, five six ninety nine. Then I'm even more mad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I so it's not cleverly written at all. D- is there any mystery? Of what? Or well, do you yeah. Figure it I mean, out you're right wondering. Away? You're wondering because hello, <laughs> there's three people in the house. One, three people in the house, and one went for a walk with the dog. <laughs> right. That's also because unless the damn Babadook is upstairs, yeah. I don't, you know, or or whatever's killing people in True Detective ain't much of a mystery. Yeah. It's basically, did the wife do it? Ugh. And I guess there's some revelations that came out about the marriage in the in the court, in the trial. Yeah. I guess that's a little... But you're, it's basically law and order toward the end. And But French. <laughs> oh. <laughs> French. So <laughs> it's reading law and order. Ugh. Oh, Colin did say we paid for it. Oh, God, I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Thank you, honey. He hated it, too. So it was I, very slow. Okay, oh we're definitely passing. Yeah. Slow and French. Oh, what if it wins, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It might win for something. Slow French. It's slow and French. 
Oh my god. Oh, so anatomy of a fall. Oh, wow, I'm looking at some of these reviews. Yeah, geez, people you're not love alone, it. But well, it's oh. either really good or really bad. And some of the one two stars, it's, yeah, boring, lack of tension or drama. Oh, nothing. It's torturous. The pacing. Oh, the characters it, aren't relatable. I felt I had. I guess it's how you guys felt in Maestro. I felt like this yeah. was a chore. I I was committed. And I had to get through it for the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you're watching a movie and it feels like homework, that's when you know you're not having a good time. Ugh. And, and then it's been nominated? Think, so that's it's Maestro! Why, that's, well, yeah, true. That's why I gotta tell you, I, I feel so out of touch. I, I feel like, I feel, I, I'm being very honest. I'm not making a joke. I feel dumb sometimes. I'm like, what am I missing? With these shishi poo poo film critics, what am I missing? What am I not intellectually equipped for? Or where where is my brain wired to? What what am I not seeing and experiencing? Yeah. And then I start to feel bad about myself, and then I'm more mad at the movie that it's giving me further self esteem issues. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Again, Anatomy of Fall. Uh, just breaking it down. Boring and French. There we go. Put, you that, can, put that on the poster. Put that boring and French. <laughs> boring and French. Yeah, lots of wasted times here. So you're not alone, Jace. Okay. And we're well, de- we're definitely not watching this, right, Holly? I'm curious about it, though. Oh, um, no. Nope. Oh, I, I got to tell you. Is this going to be boring and French? Now, now it's just a curiosity factor oh. because this didn't really tantalize me or entice me to watch it. Will it be free somewhere someday? Exactly. I don't want to pay five ninety nine. Are you out of your mind? I just, I really <laughs> now, Holly, I do want you to watch it because I think it would be hysterical if you legitimately love this. I oh, God, I would die yeah. laughing. I don't know. I, I, don't I think genuinely you will. don't know. I'll give it a try. Because, again, yeah. I do want to watch all the Best Picture nominees this year, but there are other ones that are taking precedent that I want to watch that I have to pay for. Lex, you would hate me. You you would hate this. And oh. Angel, Angel, no, I... would, Angel would leave home. I think Angel would literally just go for a walk. He would yeah. be so mad at you. Just oh. up and gone. Yeah. yeah. Zen would dress as Spider-Man and just start climbing walls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Web can we crawl say, away. Well, can we save some... squirrels for tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. Do you mind if we squirrels? Yes. Okay. Because we of promised course. Polly's. Yeah. Well, because there's some that say you know, the five-star ones, Masterpiece. One, someone ah! said, this is totally spectacular. One of the mo- my most favorite top five movies ever. Whoa. That person wow. should be removed from Earth. That is bold. Who's saying that? I guess there's, well, yeah, one of the, one of the people reviewing this here, normal folk like us, one guy says, I love this film. Especially, there's a song that's an earworm in there. Does that ring a bell, Jace? Yeah, it's the annoying song that, that's played <laughs> loud at the beginning. Mm, got it's it. It's not an earworm. It makes me want to fall from a second-story window. <laughs> ah. Oh, so it says excellent courtroom drama. Fascinating oh to God, look at no. the French justice system. Uh, yeah, for four minutes. <laughs> it's superb acting. Wow, yeah. Sure. People love or hate this. Oh, my God, I hated it. <sighs> wow. Okay, yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, at some point, yeah, Holly, you will see this. Okay. I, I will watch it in my quest to watch all of the Best Picture nominees this year. Okay. And yeah. this is one of them. 
I kind of want to wait to see if maybe it's available for free by the end of the month. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Holly reviews Richards, the musical. Hey, friends, Alexis, we're David and the team at First Equity. Do you have a mortgage question? Are you thinking of refinancing? Or maybe you're thinking about buying your first home. Well, now is a fantastic time to get those financial ducks in a row. Make that appointment with David and the team at First Equity and answer the most important question, is it the right time? What's so great about working with First Equity is that they're live and local. They've been in our market 23 years and counting, not going anywhere. And what's so wonderful is they take the time to get to know you and answer that very important question. And also make sure that you're set up for success. Shop for a mortgage before you shop for a home and do it with First Equity. They can shop multiple lenders. They, of course, can do it all. Conventional, FHA, VA, first-time home buyer. If you are a veteran, there is no better loan than a VA loan. Of course, they'll help you through the maze of the mortgage world. 763-251-8000 or use my talk keyword, David. Thanks for bringing us back as we wrap up our show. Another big fat movie review. Let's get right to it. Holly, what are you reviewing? Richards, the musical. (laughs) Now, it's called something else, but I don't even feel comfortable saying the name of this movie on the radio. Dick Sporting Goods. That Yes, exactly. (laughs) Mm. Richards, the musical. Now, this is a movie Mm. that came out this last fall, and I was curious about it, but it finally dropped on Max over the weekend. So I checked it out. And this is a musical, legitimately a musical. So the uh, logline, basically, it's two self-obsessed businessmen played by newcomers Aaron Jackson and Josh Sharp. They're improv comedians. And they discover that they're long-lost identical twins. The joke is they look nothing alike. And then they come together to plot the reunion of their divorced parents because these two were raised one by their mom and one by their dad. And they were never told by their parents that the other twin existed. So they come up with a harebrained scheme to bring their parents back together to create a whole family unit. Sound familiar? Uh, say it, Alexis. (laughs) Parent trap. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. This is a this is a reimagining of the parent trap uh-huh. that also features Megan the Stallion, Nathan Lane, Megan Mullally, and Bowen Yang, who plays the narrator, who is also God. Ooh. This is also directed by Larry Charles. If you know the name, he directed mm-hmm. Borat. He directed many episodes of <laughs> Seinfeld. Things that I love. Mm. And I will say, with Dixon Musical, there are all components of things that I love. But they just didn't quite gel together. Uh, I was awaiting for hilarity. There are a couple laugh out loud moments. Now, I can't play a darn second of this music of this movie (laughs) on the air. It is so naughty. It is so crass. It is so raunchy that if if you were offended by anything, you're just (laughs) probably going to want to sit Richards the musical out because they're going for it in this movie. It is it is loud, it is brash, it is crass. And even though I mm, left the movie being like, you know what, they tried, that's great. I'm glad that this movie exists because it's zany, it's weird beyond belief. You know, at one point, Nathan Lane is spitting cold cuts out of his mouth. I'm not going to give it away. Oh. 
Okay. You know, he's he's baby birding someone with okay. cold cuts or some things with with cold cuts. Megan the Stallion has a musical number herself. Bowen Yang is always a delight on screen and he plays God. Megan Mullally, she she's a fantastic put her in more musicals. She's great. But all of those elements together, I don't think that I can recommend Richard's a musical, but I'm really it's just one of those movies that I'm glad exists and I hope it finds its audience. I hope it becomes a cult classic. I hope that people warm to it. Whatever you're, if you have a very uh, eccentric sense of humor, go check it out for yourself and see it. It resonates for you. I just felt like it just, it was a little too choppy. They had all these ideas and maybe it worked better on stage because this was a, this began as a upright citizens brigade sketch that was workshopped and eventually became a musical. So I could see how it would work better on the Mm. stage than it does as a movie. But they tried. And I love when people try. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this I saw it in the I, I, I saw the key art in the carousel. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'm you know, I love everyone involved. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you want it's uh, I thought, oh, maybe I'll give it a try. But oh, now this scares me. It's middling. I would say I'm glad I watched Richard's the musical available to stream on max right now i'm glad that i watched it and i'm glad it exists and i'm glad everyone involved in the project got a chance to be weird and wacky but it just didn't quite stick the landing and some of the scenes were too long i didn't quite know exactly where the humor was going and i don't think they really did either (laughs) to be honest so oh these are the a24 guys it is an a24 movie so proceed with caution with Richards the musical. And Tessa Any of the song. songs memorable or earwormy at all? Not particularly. Okay. Uh, you know, if you're a fan of Broadway musicals, they have that Broadway musical vibe to it. But, okay. there, but there's no earworms. No earworms in Richards the musical. Ah. Okay. No. It's all right. Oh, but one of these twins has really nice hair. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, might watch so that. <laughs> I think I would yeah. rather watch Richards than Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, oh yeah. After yeah. you're both reviews, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All talented people involved, but you know what? Sometimes you can have all the talented people together in a room. Yep. And it just doesn't quite necessarily work. However, I do look forward to seeing what Aaron Jackson and Josh Sharp, the stars of this uh, of this movie, will do next. So I'm glad that they got yeah. an opportunity and I, I I would like to see more from them. Awesome. And you're going to see more, hear more movie reviews. I'll review Past Lives tomorrow, another Best Picture nominee. Um, hey, before we go, don't forget to sign up for Listener Rewards. You can win an Explore Minnesota Mystic Lake getaway. Uh, tickets to Barry Manilow. Movie passes to see Jennifer Lopez's new movie. This is me, dot, 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 now, colon, a love story. <laughs> Gift cards to Kowalski's, Cassettas, and more. It's going to do it for us. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day. We love you so very much. Donna and Steve experience up next, and we'll talk tomorrow. Bye for now. Yeah.